0: welcome to the in Bloom podcast. I am Josh Bickford uh, and this is a daily conversation on thriving in life and in real estate. If you haven't yet hit the subscribe button um, be sure to su- to subscribe on YouTube if you're on LinkedIn make sure we're connected. I'd love to know how I could help you out uh, if you're on Facebook share a comment share it with your friends uh, if you're on any other audio, podcasting platform, leave a review, hit me up on social media and let me know what you think uh, about where the conversation is going and uh, what I can do to serve you. Um, podcast is built around the best part of the real estate industry, which is our love of coffee and how we will sit down together and connect over our hopes, our dreams, our families, our struggles, uh, and build each other up. And, uh, in my case, as a former mortgage guy, it's where you would uh, make new connections and get some business too, which I know everybody uses it that way. Uh, coffee is sacred in the real estate industry. So uh, let's begin today's conversation, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun, uh, over our first sip. Mm. I love coffee. 10-year-old me would have never believed that. Uh, yesterday, we talked about the person who is most likely... Uh, to resist the new thing the most is someone who was really successful in the old thing and we talked about all these not just hugely transformational things going on in real estate right now but we talked about how it's actually not a transition that we're in it's a metamorphosis and what is coming is going to look completely different than what was Uh, so we don't fear things here we're not afraid to talk about uh, what's going on what's not afraid to talk about the bad in our industry or something that it appears to be bad news. Uh, we, we approach it with open eyes and accept it as is and look for the opportunity therein. If you haven't listened to any other previous podcasts, they all kind of build on each other a little bit. Hope you go back and, and take a listen to a few because these the, the idea is that we have a cup of coffee together and you walk away empowered, inspired, uh, enlightened, you know, you, you ready to face your day in a new way kind of thing, like see the opportunity there is. We all know in this industry, you get kicked in the teeth enough, uh, that it's, it's nice from time to time to have somebody build you up a little bit too. So on the opportunities that are coming, uh, something that is very clear, uh, and you can look back at the, um, at the demand that we had over the last few years in real estate because interest rates were so low, uh, it's pretty easy to take a few minutes and realize that that demand was due to the interest rate. Uh, the houses didn't all of a sudden, you know, morph into something from the 23rd century. It wasn't that all of a sudden they outlawed buying houses in six months or something. It was that they were completely affordable and people knew that they, that they wanted to, to jump on the opportunity. They were sell, they'd be able to sell their house for more than they thought they'd get. And they could make a huge down payment on this new huge expensive house uh, that was exactly what they wanted and they could still afford the payment. So um, we've left that world. The good news for us and the opportunity therein is that those mortgages haven't left us. We can still take advantage of those. You just have to know how. Uh, So today, the opportunity I wanna talk about is for the young people in your life. Maybe this is your kids. Uh, maybe this is your friends because you're young. Maybe this is you, uh, and maybe it is your grandkids. Or uh, you know, it could be that your circle of influence just happens to have younger people constantly asking you how they can make it in real estate or how they can invest. I'm going to show you a way today. Um, it's a, it's a live stream. I don't have a bunch of screens, so I'm I'm going to share it with you uh, verbally. Uh, you know, there's not like a big big long case study here, but. Um, I think that you'll get the point and you'll understand where this is. So uh, we're going to talk about multifamily investment using assumable mortgages. All right. So I bought my first house, which was a duplex uh, in Des Moines, Iowa, clear back in 2001, a few months before my wife and I got married. I kick myself constantly that we ever sold that house and I haven't lived in Des Moines in, oh man, 15 plus years, maybe. I mean, we're, we're pushing 20 now. Um, one thing, my brother and I, he, he was 19 when he bought his first house. I had, um, I was 21. So um, we both say we'd be really rich today if we'd never sold any of the houses we bought. And I think that is absolutely true. If you're somebody who just buys and holds, eventually you are going to be very rich. That's just the way this game works. So I want to start there. Really good advice for a young person who is wanting to buy real estate is to tell them not to sell their old house when they buy another one, um, if possible. A couple of reasons for this. One, the mortgages pay off, and so if you're in your 20s and you're buying houses, you know, you're know you in your 50s and they're paid off if you don't do anything but make the minimum payment. Uh, two, you obviously, if you're keeping the houses, you're gonna build rental income off those, which is another, it's another income stream. That's a good thing to have. Uh, and three, um, you're going to have kids one day and those kids might want to go to college. It's another thing that's up in the air right now. So um, it might look different, but I tell my daughter now, she's about to go into high school, to think about if she would prefer to go to college or to have me help her start her first business. Uh, five Guys, if you like that, that place, that's exactly how that company was started. Dad had um, four sons, I believe. I think that's where the five guys came from. They had four sons. And he told him that he would pay for four years of college or they could put all that money together and start a business. And they all decided it would make more sense to start a business. And now we all enjoy Five Guys, Famous Burgers and Fries. I think as a parent, that's a really smart thing to think through. Um, I know people who have bought houses on 15-year notes after their kids are born so that the house is paid off when their kid graduates high school. And that house is literally the kid's college fund paid for, uh, by a tenant. Another thing that I would really share with young people. I think that's really, really smart, but let's say that this person's in their twenties and they tell you by the time they're in their forties, they want to be able to retire and do whatever they want to right now. This is how I would advise them. Um, and you've got a 10 year window here basically to knock this out, but let's say we'll compress it to five. So, um, First place I saw this was in North Dakota. There was a three-plex for sale with an assumable VA mortgage. I couldn't find the data on what the original mortgage had been and everything. So um, that, um, I, I'm not going to use that one for example. I'm going to use a duplex that I found in Minneapolis that has an assumable mortgage. Uh, this particular home, is for sale right now for three eighty. dollars It's not moving. They've already dropped the price $10,000. So one would assume, I know you like what I did there, uh, that they're not going to get $380,000. They're probably going to get a little bit less. So this particular one, based on the 3.675% VA mortgage that they have, uh, if you were to close in July, would have a balance of just under... 346 and you're probably gonna have a payment on top of that so uh, the beauty of an assumable mortgage so let's start there with assumable mortgages they've already been underwritten so it's more of a does your credit score work can you afford the payment kind of arrangement it is not what is the property deep dive into your history and all that kind of stuff it's it's an easier process uh, to qualify down payments don't matter you just have to cover the difference. Second mortgages, all that kind of stuff, it all works. So in that world, it's an easier home to qualify for, obviously. And you—the the trick here with a multifamily is you would have to move into it because to assume a mortgage, it must be uh, owner-occupied. And obviously with an FHA note, it's owner-occupied anyway. But it has to be owner occupied, so you could live in one side, rent the other side out. This particular home, the rent on the other unit was like, we're going to say $1,500 for math. I think it's $1,475. But basically $1,500 uh, to rent the other side. Uh, and that assumable payment, uh, the mortgage part, mortgage and mortgage insurance uh, was $1,872.39. So you've got taxes and insurance on top of that. So it'd be a little bit more than that. But if your payment is 1800 you know let's say 1900 bucks and let's just add, we'll let's say it's 2400 bucks just for the, the sake of that would be a lot of taxes and everything on that price point but um, you're getting almost 1500 bucks in rent so that makes your your payment way like the, the portion that you have to cover way less and if you've got an 1800 hundred dollar payment and two sides that would rent for 14 1500 bucks well you're going to cash flow when when you move out of this in a year Because you have to, when you, when you buy a house on an owner occupied mortgage, you have to live there for a year. Like that's the, uh, obviously it's not set in stone. People move out all the time. Things, life happens. But if you moved, if you never moved in, that is considered mortgage fraud. If you moved in and then moved out a month later, also not something you ever intended to occupy. So the, the plan would be to buy one of these on an assumable mortgage, and then Do it again in a you know maybe a year maybe eighteen months. Once you've got a year's worth of history uh, collecting rent, you'll be able to count that as income on your next assumption. Uh, The one thing I would keep an eye out for, and so you might need to start looking specifically for VA, is FHA notes. FHA has a rule you can only have one FHA mortgage. I would operate under that belief. However, I have read uh, from several different people around the country that FHA doesn't actually give a crap. So um, if that's true, then you'd be able to have more than one. I don't know that you're going to find that out uh, right away if you don't attempt it, but there is a rule in place that says you cannot have more than one FHA mortgage. So you have to keep that in mind. So this one has a 3.675% mortgage. If you were to buy this house traditionally speaking you would need to at least do a three and a half percent down payment and at current interest rates the mortgage payment is actually almost eight hundred dollars more so as a as a buyer you save eight hundred dollars a month to go the assumable route on this house than you do with a new origination so it's an easier underwrite less cost you don't have to get an appraisal um, a lot of the you're not doing an upfront mortgage insurance fee. Uh, there are immense savings on the front end. Um, the gap on this particular house is $25,000 between what is owed and what what they're asking. So maybe you can bridge that and get it down to 20 or excuse me, get $20,000 off because it's not selling and you're going to show up at $5,000. You're going to get back security deposit and that kind of stuff and, and whatever prorated rent. So you're actually going to be out of pocket very little to buy this. You live in it for a year, and then you're going to start looking for one of these again. FHA, VA, and USDA notes can go up to four units. So to put this on speed, I would look for four unit homes if you have them in your area. If you can't get those, look for threes. If you can't get those, duplexes will be it. But um, on this particular deal, in 10 years you will have, let's see here, you will have paid $93,000 less in mortgage payments and you will have paid $29,000 more in the principal down. And the notes are basically the same size. So um, you're on a, with this particular deal, you'd be on like a 28, 29 year payoff, not a 30 year payoff, that's where that comes from. But if you buy one deal this way and then in a year a year and a half you buy a second and then you do it further now keep in mind the mortgages that you're going to assume are getting paid down but the market is also going down too we're entering deflationary market so you can look at that as you know they're going to match up eventually if depreciation happens and if interest rates climb up you know if we go north of 10 there's not going to be much demand for real estate period so um, we're, we're too accustomed to zero interest rate policy from the Federal Reserve, which we talked about yesterday. Um, it's not that people don't need places to live. It's just everybody thinks that we're going back to the rates where they really monkeyed with the market. So um, anyway, let's say in five years time, you did this five times, okay? And at the end of five years, or maybe we'll say six years because you do a little bit more than it every year, at the end of six years, you have five multifamily homes that are fully rented, right? You're going to cash flow because you've got those low interest rates, so the payments are low. You're paying them off faster. So if you're getting these and you're 25 years old and they pay off in 25 years, without putting anything extra into the principal, those are paid off at 50. That's unbelievable. And if you have five duplexes you've got 10 units if you have five fourplexes you have 20 units either way you know you're not going to be flying around in a golf stream but you can do whatever you want uh and, and i mean that like that's anything you want to do and you've taken the easy route because you're looking for these assumable deals with low interest rates the down payments are in the deal structure not in the lender requirements and so Um, And because your payment is so much less, what if they they go upside down? What if this house that would have $346,000 and what if it was only worth 320? Who cares? I would absolutely buy that and rent it out with what that payment is. You're interested in the cash flow when you're working as a real estate investor. Uh, Second step I would do on this for sure, I would not pocket any of the money. Uh, If you're young, You wanna become a really good property manager. You wanna get really good at that. You wanna learn, understand. You wanna find, repair people, all of that. Put all of that money into an account uh, that you can use for your down payments on your next houses, that you can use when the air conditioners go out or when you need to replace the roof. Uh, Be a tremendous landlord. Like Be the kind of person you would want to rent from, who takes care of the house, who takes care of you. Uh, You're not somebody who's always looking to churn your tenants and raise rate, raise rent, raise rent, raise rent. Because you have such a low payment, what you want is cash flow, cash flow, cash flow, cash flow. Uh, this is not where your income is coming from. This is this is setting yourself up for life when your friends are entering the prime of their earning years, so to speak. And maybe you, you do this and you start to get really good at it and you actually want 50 or 100 of these. It might be hard to assume that many, uh, but if you've got a lot of cash flow coming in, you can find other ways to do it. Uh, there is subject two, which is a different ballgame. You'd have to have really motivated people to do that. But um, the opportunity is there to set yourself up for life over the next five to 10 years uh, and, you know, do the thing that all of us people in our 40s and 50s that started at this when we were in our 20s wish we had stuck to. Like, holy cow, my life would look a lot different if I still had all the houses I've owned. And to be specific as to why this is a now opportunity. Prices are coming down. Interest rates are going up. And buying a home on an assumable mortgage is easier than buying a home without one. So if like a new origination. There is less work for the buyer. There is, it is unbelievable opportunity. So, you know, if you've bought rental property like this, multifamily homes with an assumable mortgage, you have a low payment, so if rents go down, which is happening, we've talked about that this week, um, you don't have to be concerned about it. If you bought this on a current rate note, you know it's better today than it's gonna be you know, down the road, but there's a big difference. The opportunity with assumable mortgages is absolutely massive because you pay the house down faster and you pay so much less every month. Those payments are what had unbelievable demand over the last few years. It wasn't the house, it wasn't the location, it wasn't, it was the, the payment on that mortgage because the interest basically didn't exist. When you wrap your mind around that, you see, whew, there's a huge opportunity with these assumable mortgages. You need to build them into your business. You need to be an expert with them. You need to understand how to find them, how to market to the people that have them, how to sell them as a list agent, as a buyer's agent, you've got to figure this stuff out because for the next few years, once this thing really hits, once the economy hits the skids and this really slows down, um, this is where the opportunity is. So it's linked below. Uh, I've got, I, I've created an entire masterclass on this. I've got a smaller free version. Uh, the beginnings of that are linked below um, to teach you that. I'm going to be doing free trainings on LinkedIn uh, to teach assumable mortgages uh, and, um, should be, you know, traveling a little bit, teaching this in some real estate offices in the near future. So um, I'm, I'm super bullish on assumable mortgages. And if you're the first one in your market to really figure them out, you become the expert. You become the person that everybody goes to uh, to, to look for that kind of house. And there's, that's where you're gonna pick up a lot of transactions. So I can't urge you enough to learn more about assumable mortgages. So that's today's podcast. If you got value out of this, if this is something uh, that you want to share with somebody who is asking you these questions, share the podcast with a friend, share the podcast uh, with coworkers. Um, If you haven't subscribed, be sure to like, share, subscribe, comment, review. Um, Would love to hear from you and to hear uh, if you have a counter argument to what I've said today or if you think this is a really good idea and you're interested Uh, and learning more Uh, tomorrow. We're going to talk about a deal I I found in Vegas. That is uh, an assumable mortgage that is pending $50,000 above their neighbors that are very, very similar. If you don't know the Vegas real estate market, it's, you know, those houses are pretty cookie cutter um, with a Vegas flair. I love, love property out there. Uh, And um, we'll look at why that is because if, if, Sellers realize that when your mortgage payment is way less, you can get more money for the house. Um, They're going to realize that they've got a gold mine that they're still sitting on in a world where other people feel like they don't have that with their house as much as they used to. So uh, that'll be tomorrow's podcast. Uh, As always, I hope you got a lot of value out of this today. I can't wait to see you tomorrow at 9 a.m. Mountain. And uh, just like yesterday, I hope today is even better than yesterday was for you.